Well, it's Thursday, time for another episode of our journey through Scripture. I'm so glad that you have chosen to join us, whatever day it may be for you. Uh, My name is Philip Thomas, pastor of Journey here in Elgin, Texas. Uh, And I do thank you so much for joining us, for listening. Um, You can always, if if you just saw this and and started listening, we started all the way back at the beginning. In the beginning, in Genesis. And so you can uh, watch on YouTube or listen on our podcast uh, all from, from the very beginning. We encourage you to do that. I encourage you to, to share this with those who, who you may think uh, would benefit from this. I, I have really enjoyed just kind of going through uh, the scripture in, in chronological order. That's how we're going to do it. It's going to start branching off as we get uh, a little bit further uh, into to. Uh, you know, not exactly a, a biblical order, but a chronological order. And, and I think it's something that gives us a good picture of who God is. Um, and I hope that you are enjoying it. And so if you are, I encourage you to share it with others. All right. We're going to look today at Numbers chapter 17 through 21. Numbers 17 through 21. If you remember last uh, episode, we were looking at chapters 13, 14, 15, um, and that was when the people uh, got to the promised land, which is what God has been doing, the purpose for him bringing them out of Egypt, right, is to bring them back to the promised land, the land of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, uh, and they were there and they chickened out. They allowed their fear to overcome them. Uh, we saw them rebel. We saw uh, the the God respond and the difficulty that 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 had. And then now they're wandering for forty years. Well, a lot's going to happen in those forty years. Um, we we saw at the end of, in chapter sixteen that there was a, uh, a kind of a coup attempt, if you will, to dethrone uh, Moses and Aaron. Um, and of course, God intervened in that. Um, and so now we start in chapter 17. And what we see here is, is kind of God proving a point of what, uh, tribes and what, uh, were in leadership. Um, and so there was challenges to Moses. There was also challenge to Aaron is the, the Levites. You know, the Levites had a lot of, uh, a lot of authority, right? Right? They they were in charge of the tabernacle. They in tra- were in charge of worshiping, uh, of worship, all of those things. And there's going to be jealousy that comes with that. And so uh, Moses and and Aaron and uh, they have this little thing where they get a rod from each of the tribes and they put him put them in the tabernacle. And it is God who is going to say which of those uh, rods. Um, is most important. And of course, it's Aaron's rod. It actually blooms and it, um, it, uh, it, it actually buds out and provides, uh, almonds. Kind of a, an interesting thing. So, so God makes this, this rod, this stick, uh, produce this, uh, uh, amazing, uh, leaves and, and flowers showing that the, the Levite line is to be the ones that are in charge, uh, of the, of the tabernacle. And so we see that in in uh, chapter seventeen. Then in chapters eighteen, uh, we see more of kind of uh, how the Levites were supposed to be supported. Uh, that there was a tithe that was supposed to be given, and then a tithe, a tenth of that was to go to the Levites, um, and uh, so to make sure that they were uh, were taken care of because they wouldn't they wouldn't be out 
working in a sense uh, in the economy uh, as a way of thinking about this. They were strictly uh, working in the tabernacle. Um, and, uh, and so they were supported by the people and their giving in uh, the, the, the way that they were supposed to give. And so we see that in chapters 18. Chapter 19 goes through laws of purification, how you purify things. Um, again, uh, holiness is very important. Consecration, uh, especially whenever you're dealing with uh, ritual worship of God, that was very important. So we see that emphasized again in uh, chapter 19. Now, chapter 20 um, is, is is one of the the more sad uh, things that happen, and it's it's understandable, uh, but it it definitely is still still sad. It starts off, and I think it, this is important because this this probably plays into what happened uh, in chapter 20. Um, we we see that Miriam dies. Um, so this is uh, Moses's uh, sister. Right, uh, they uh, uh, were obviously close. If you remember all the way back, remember Moses's sister was the one who put him in the Nile River uh, and then kind of watched over him and and all of that. So uh, his sister dies. So obviously that would would be difficult. Um, and then, of course, <laughs> this probably isn't the point of this, but it just shows how life works. Whenever you're at your weakest, is when there's going to be things that happen to irritate you <laughs> and you have to be careful in how you respond because there's still consequences to your actions, whether you're grieving or dealing with uh, unfair situations or not. So here Moses is grieving the loss of his sister. And then what do the people start doing? Complaining about water again. You know, they're worried, oh my gosh, we're out here in the wilderness, there's no water, we're not going to find water, which by the way is a legitimate thing to worry about whenever you're in the wilderness, in the desert, water is always a concern, but God has already miraculously provided water for them, um, God will continue to, and but they go back to the default of complaining, and, and so um, God... Uh, tells Moses, says, Moses, take take the rod that uh, and go out to the rock and speak to the rock, and I will provide water. All right? Okay, sounds simple enough. So uh, Moses and Aaron, they gathered the assembly together just as God told them to uh, before the rock, again, just as God had said, uh, and he said, hear now, you rebels. All right, now this this is interesting. So uh, up until this point, they're doing exactly what God uh, had said. Um, but God didn't even tell Moses to address the people. But th this is my picture of putting myself in Moses's place. You're grieving the loss of someone. You're dealing with this group of people who's complaining about the same thing for the 3,000th time. And you get up there and you're listening to, you listen to God and he told you to do something a little bit different, right? Told you to speak to the rock and you're probably like, oh, okay, whatever. I, 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 I just do what you say. That's, that's fine. He gets up there. He looks at all the people and he gets angry and he says, here now you rebels, must we bring water for you out of this rock? All right. So in Moses's anger and in his grief, uh, and in his frustration, which are all valid uh, and, and are understandable, he takes the attention away from God, and he nearly puts it on himself and Aaron. 
right? And he's angry. He said, you rebels, you, you complainers. And he says, must we keep doing this for you? And whether intentionally or unintentionally, he is kind of taking the responsibility for giving water to the people, right? And, and that is emphasized by the way that what he does next. He doesn't speak to the rock as God had uh, asked him to. He strikes the rock. And in fact, he strikes it twice with the rod. Um, and, and so you can feel Moses' anger in this. And he's just angry. And it's not that he is deliberately rebelling against God. Um, right, but but it, but he does does break the, God's request, and interestingly, God just lets the water flow. Uh, the people get their water; they won't complain now until the next day. Um, so God does what He has asked, but He knows that there had been a problem there. No one else would have really known that there was a problem, um, but God does. And, and this is interesting because what God says is, is very sad. It says, then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, says, because you did not believe me to hallow me in the eyes of the children of Israel, therefore you shall not bring this assembly into the land which I have given them. So God is basically saying, you didn't follow what I commanded you. You didn't believe in me. You didn't trust me enough. You allowed your emotions to, to uh, get ahead of you. Uh, he said, uh, and you didn't hallow me in the eyes of the children of Israel. And, and I think what that's talking about is how Moses said, are we supposed to do this again for you? Are we supposed to provide this water for you again? It took the spotlight, if you will, off of God, and it put it on Moses. And whether he was intentionally doing that or not doesn't matter. That was the effect that he was elevating himself uh, in the eyes of the people rather than elevating God. Um, and and so what God said, and, and this is uh, just really crushing, is that Moses would not be able to enter into the promised land either. And, uh, and this is, you know, obviously uh, would be devastating for Moses. Um, you know, can you imagine all that he had been through and now he's not going to be able to go into the, uh, the promised land? Um, interesting reading, uh, you know, some different uh, uh, Jewish thought on this. Um, and it kind of goes into what's going on here is that if Moses was already has become a um, a near godlike figure in Jewish history, right? I mean, he is he is you know one of the most prominent names uh, within uh, the the Jewish Jewish history uh, within their religion. He's at the center of it. If he would have also led the people into the promised land, it would be easy for the people to start putting. Too, too much of their trust in the human leader that God had chosen, putting too much trust, too much emphasis in Moses. But by Moses not entering into the promised land, it is obvious that it is God who is leading this. This wasn't, this wasn't just some random guy who decided that he was going to bring people out of Egypt. Uh, no, this is God, that God is the one who is leading the people. Um, and yes, Moses is important and, uh, and did so much 
uh, for the people and was so faithful to God, uh, but even he uh, fell short. Uh, Moses was not God, and that was important to uh, to remember and for the people to remember. So, so we see there in uh, chapter twenty, kind of the sad uh, uh, incident that now Moses is not going to be able to enter into the promised land. Chapter 20 continues on. So now the people are basically in their wandering pattern. Uh, they asked to go through Edom, um, that, hey, we'll just go through. We, will, we won't mess with anything. We'll, we just want to, to walk through uh, their land. Edom said no. Um, and so the people had to walk way around, which was very dangerous and very inconvenient. Um, and what you, you start to see is that there is a dislike of the people of Israel from all of these other tribes. Um, it, the end of chapter 20, uh, we have the death of Aaron, that uh, Mo- Moses' brother uh, also ends up passing away. Um, and the, the people spend time and they mourn the death of Aaron. Uh, then in uh, chapter 21, uh, we have the Canaanites uh, who attack uh, the people, but God is is with the people, and they defeat the Canaanites. Um, and then we uh, have another kind of a popular uh, event, an image that is used in the New Testament by Jesus. Um, the The people are uh, very discouraged because they can't go through Edom, and they're having to wander even farther along, and and uh, they get very discouraged and angry, and so. <laughs> they are attacked by a brood of vipers, right? The, there are snakes that begin uh, coming and uh, biting them because, again, they, are, they have gone back to the same old complaint. It was better for us in Egypt. It, 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 why did you bring us out here to die in the wilderness? There's no food. There's no uh, water. Our souls loathe this worthless bread. Um, same, so the same thing. So God sends these serpents and they begin biting the people. Um, and they obviously realize, okay, that wasn't a good thing to do. And so it says, therefore, the people came to Moses and said, we have sinned for we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. Now it gets a, a little uh, technical and academic, but some of the words that are used there kind of emphasize that the people really were uh, experiencing true the desire for true repentance. They were recognizing their sinfulness um, and and how they had not trusted God, and they were truly desiring to repent, um, probably because of all the snakes that were biting them, uh, but <laughs> it brought it up a level. Um, and so they cry out to Moses um, to, uh, to pray for them, to ask God uh, to, to provide relief. And so what we have is the, Moses makes a bronze serpent um, and puts it on a, on a pole, on a stick, and the people, when they get bit, so they get bit. It doesn't keep them from getting bit. It's kind of interesting when they get bit, if they turn and they look uh, at the serpent, then they will be healed and they would not die from the bite um, and, uh, and God would heal them. Jesus uses this kind of as a, an illustration of, of what he is doing, uh, that he dies for our sins. You know, all of us have sinned. All of us have been bitten with sin, with the consequences of sin, and we will die unless we turn and we look at 
the Savior, the one who dies in our place. And uh, kind of, a, again, a little bit of foreshadowing that we see all the way back here. We see how God is involved uh, in this whole process uh, and how even, even all the way back in Numbers, we are pointing towards who Jesus is and what he will be doing. The end of chapter 21, just real quickly, uh, ends with um, multiple nations attacking Israel um, and God delivering them. God uh, was with the people and he was protecting them, even as they're going through their punishment, right? So they're not going into the, to the promised land. They are still enduring their punishment, but God protects them. Uh, but you start to see the animosity um, that people have towards this group of people. They're trying to attack already, um, and uh, this was, it will just lead to, to more animosity down the road. All right, so next, next Tuesday, start reading uh, in chapter 22. Uh, we'll probably go to 22 to 25 at least. Uh, we, may, uh, we may actually go to 26 or 27. Uh, but, but read the, probably the next five chapters of Numbers and we'll, we'll hit, uh, uh, next Tuesday, uh, with our journey through scripture as we continue. I hope that you have a great weekend. I hope you're enjoying, uh, going through the scripture, the scripture that gives life, that gives us hope, uh, that speaks to us now, even though it was written thousands of years to, years ago. Hope you have a wonderful weekend. We'll see you next Tuesday.